You need to be able to take care of yourself and the people that care about you. What are every virtue that we've admired in men? Courage, fortitude, being a provider, being a protector. I think survival skills are vastly underrated. If you can take care of yourself and you can take care of your family, then you have dominion over yourself. A very important man skill is to teach the next generation. Show us a couple of your guns, man. Bring them over here. Tell us about these guns. <laughs> Comfort is the enemy of long-term success. If you're seeking comfort and you're a man, you're screwed. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo. I'm here with one of my regular men, Elon Shulovich. Welcome, Elon. Good to have you back, brother. How you doing, Nikki? And I'm awesome, bro. I'm awesome. That's what I like to hear. So, man, um, you and I have had a couple really awesome kick-ass conversations as part of the podcast. I'm really excited that we're having uh, another one today. Today's topic is one that's near and dear to my heart and yours too, I believe. And that's the subject of learning man skills. You know, we live in a time where men's testosterone is falling. Like, Men's testosterone compared to what it was in the mid-1980s is just down, down, down. And one of the reasons for this is that men don't feel capable. Men don't, don't have skills. They don't have man skills the way they used to. They don't know how to field dress a deer. They don't know how to use edged, edged weapons. They don't know how to use a knife to, to do things. They don't know how to use guns. They don't know, frankly, how to set up camp. And these are all the types of man skills that are important for men to know and be able to utilize in the day-to-day -day life. So they have that, that feeling of confidence. And I wanted to talk to you because you're a man with a lot of man skills. And first of all, I want to ask you, how do you define a man skill? What does a man skill mean to you? I would say anything that ties into like uh, virtues that I relate to masculinity. So if you look at like virtues, I connect to masculinity, things like uh, courage is a good virtue. Being capable is a good virtue. Uh, a provider is a good virtue. Fortitude. So anything that helps me pursue or live up to those virtues effectively, I think is a good, a good skill. Being a protector, you know, you're talking about edge weapons, guns, obviously like you want to be able to be a provider and protector. Being able to use a knife and guns are, are two attributes that are yeah, very beneficial. That's my latest toy. The two lamb nice. Shinto made by Spartan Blades USA. Just a beautiful knife. I got to tell you, it's made with S45 VN steel, man. That's the latest super steel they're making here. Oh, sick. Through Crucible Steel, man. And um, two lamb, he's a Green Beret, ex Green Beret. He's got his own uh, show, reality TV show. He's also a character in Call of Duty, bro. That's how cool that dude is. He's what? He's, He's what? a character in Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that is sick. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool to have one of his knives. I'm looking at, forward to connecting with two and getting to know him. I know some people who know him 
And I want to bring him on the show. I think he'd be a great guest. So sure, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you said. And I think that there's a lot of men that frankly don't even know what a man's skill is. And there's a lot of men who don't understand why it's so important to have a man's skill. So let's talk about some of your man's skills because, you know, for example, you're really good at mixed martial arts, right? Yeah. You, you practice mixed martial arts. So first of all, what attracted you to mixed martial arts and why do you feel as a man that men would benefit from having the skill of being able to physically uh, defend themselves or frankly, if necessary, go on offense? I think it's just super important for confidence. It, you're actually, so I grew up with a lot of energy. I was kind of a rowdy kid. And I think a lot of boys just have excess energy that they don't know how to channel. Uh, I think martial arts in general, anything, any type of competitive martial art, I think there's a lot of value in traditional martial arts as well. Uh, uh, but I do think that every martial art needs some kind of live element to it to be effective. Meaning that if you're just doing forms all day, if you're just doing technique, but you're never testing yourself, you're missing out on a vital part of what self-defense is and what training martial arts is. There's a lot of systems that just don't dive deep enough into the sparring element, which is why things like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and all those did so well because they're competitive by nature. Um, I think it's important fundamentally for that, that reason specifically. I think it's super important for young boys who have all this energy and are trying to, by, by nature, create hierarchical structures, right? So you're in a group of, you're in a group of boys. Everyone kind of wants to be dominant. People start pushing each other around a little bit. You grow up in that environment. You do want something that kind of helps you feel confident in yourself and a real, I'm talking about like alpha, right? A real alpha doesn't need to assert himself. People could just sense it off of the person. People sense confidence. So when you train uh, fighting and you train self-defense, you actually start emanating that much more. And actually you give it off to the world. You're less likely to be a victim automatically, even without things having to escalate because you have more confidence you're putting out in the world. It's also super important. One thing about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specifically uh, that I think is really unique is that you're kind of in a life or death situation every time you train. Someone puts you in a rear naked choke or a triangle choke or whatever it is. If that was the real world, you're done. It's game over. They're choking you to death, right? In the gym, you know, you could tap out. But when you tap out, you're basically telling the other person, hey, you had me. I was dead. Even an arm bar, compound fracture to your arm, you're not doing anything after that. That person can pretty much do whatever they want to you. So you're constantly putting yourself in an environment where you have to draw. Unless you have one of, one of these in your other hand. <laughs> I'll show some of my guns off later. You'll like them. But, but it's a totally different thing, in my opinion. There is a different... I'm a huge fan of both. I'm at the range three, four times a week. I'm also training, you know, four times a week, empty hand. And there's a reason it's a different psychological thing um, to be able to put myself up against another man and just see where I stand every week, multiple times a week. Um, it kind of relaxes me. It makes me more calm. I feel, you know, whether I win or lose, I feel more in touch with myself. You know, we as men want to know where we fit in the hierarchy of men. And that applies to all aspects of life. It applies to business. It applies to making money. It applies to dating the hottest girl in school or not. It applies to competing in the gym in, in mixed martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu or lifting weights. It applies to shooting guns at the range. It applies to uh, making steaks at the barbecue. We all want to know where we stand. 
and we're competitive. Competition is the way of men. But specifically, why is it important as a man in your in your estimation for you to have the ability to fight? Why does that matter? Why is that a man skill worth cultivating? Oh, because I just previously mentioned being a protector is a very important virtue in masculinity in general, in nature. Yeah. So it directly ties into that. Anything, whether it's empty hand, whether it's using a gun. I mean, a gun gives you all types of added benefits, like I said, hunting. But uh, yeah, it's, it's being a protector is one of the foundational things that kind of is important to me. Uh, yeah. I don't ever want to Not just you, to all men. All men need to have that, th that ability to protect, right? My friend Ryan Mickler. Skill. Yeah. My friend Ryan Mickler, who uh, does the Order of Man podcast, and he has a movement of men called Order of Man. He says that, that inside his organization, he's all about teaching men how to protect, provide, and preside. I love that, the three Ps. And protection is really, really important. Um, but there's other man skills that matter as well. So you, you talk about the ability to fight, the ability to take care of yourself. You also talk about the ability to use weapons like guns and edged weapons. Now, why do you think those are important man skills? Why does every man need to know how to handle a gun? Oh, every guy needs to know how to handle a gun. <laughs> very, very passionate Let's about dig guns. into that. Guns. For multiple reasons. Again, you know my background. I come from a very you know rough background in terms of my parents' history. Uh, I believe that if there's not strong men in a population, it leads to the ability for the government to be totalitarian or authoritarian. Uh, so weak men just open up a population. Much like, you know, I just talked about this today, like what you see in China, they just said the CCP came out and said no more sissy men in movies. They literally said something like that. They only want strong men in movies. I'm not a fan of the CCP. The reason the CCP is doing that is because they understand that if they have a strong population, and the United States has a weak population that they'll be more dominant in the world. Plain and simple. Yeah, so guns are a huge part of that. Now, gu guns, I, I'm a, listen, guns are extremely important for numerous reasons. They're important for home defense to protect your family, which is something you have an obligation to do. They're important as a deterrent from the government taking action. They're a deterrent from hot break-ins. They're also super valuable for hunting or, and survivalist reasons, right? You have a 22, say you get like a, even if you're not comfortable with guns, just get like an SMP 15, 22. It's a 22 caliber gun with zero recoil. Has like a large magazine. I don't know how much it carries, like 25 or 32 rounds in the magazine. I don't know how many rounds are in the magazine, but it carries a lot of ammo. You can go out, you can hunt with that. You'll be able to kill animals. You'll also be able to protect your home. There you go. You got one gun that you can get comfortable with. Super important. Uh, and I can get into like what kind of calibers are best for what, but I think that, you know, I'm a huge advocate for people just getting comfortable with guns. If they haven't used them, uh, you know, it's a super important skill. And yeah, and I think every man should be able to go out and be comfortable knowing that if shit hits the fan, they'll be able to go get food and they'll be able to protect their home. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and if needed, be able to protect their country, whatever that thing is that you need to protect their freedom. So uh, guns are a vital part of that. They're the ultimate expression in our time of our max capability to protect ourselves. We don't really walk around with bazookas. You know what I mean? We don't walk around with tanks. We have guns. That's where we're at right now as civilians. You know, so, there's, a, there's a Floridian, a great Floridian like you, and Felix Rodriguez. He was, um, um, 
he was a Cuban exile. And then he later on became an American citizen and worked for the CIA. And there was a time where the way the, the law was written, you could have a single shot rifle and they didn't talk about caliber or size. So he had a recoilless rifle in the trunk of his, in his pickup truck bed. And the police stopped him. You know, he was with the CIA and whatnot. They said, yo, man, what are you doing? What the hell is this? He said, this is a single shot rifle. And they said, this thing's like a military weapon. They go, no, this is a single shot rifle. And he showed them the, the appropriate statute and they couldn't arrest him for it. He said, I can legally have this. And the, the very next day, I think the Florida legislature started to amend the law to not allow people funny. to drive around with recoilless rifles in the back of their pickup trucks. But I'll tell you, you know, it also says something that if at any point a government becomes tyrannical, an armed population with men can step up and keep that government's tyrannical impulses in check. You look at Australia right now today. Australia has gone Perfect full example. fascist, full fascist. The people there in charge of government are talking about a new world order and they've got concentration camps and they've got apps on people's phones. And if they don't respond to them within 15 minutes, they're sending cops to them. But Australia gave up their guns a while back. If their citizens had guns now, I'm telling you, this government wouldn't be pulling this crap. You know what no, I mean? They'd be much more hesitant to, to much more hesitant the way there. Did you know they're putting they're putting apps on people's phones? They're telling everyone has to download an app. You get 15 minutes to check in when the that's government just messages saying. you. Yeah. Oh, that's what you said. Sorry, I didn't hear about yeah, the 15 minutes. The if you don't check in within 15 minutes, they'll send the cop to come in that harass you, man. It's it's nuts, bro. Bro, that's that's like that's like full fascist, man. Full on communist, fascist, authoritarian BS. The government has no right to do that. Screw the government. I agree with you. I think people are so willing nowadays. Again, it's because we've been trained to be weak to be able to. So here's the here's the ultimate problem with with going in that direction of weakness. What is what are every virtue that we look at as as a society that we've admired in men? Like I said, courage, fortitude, being a provider, being a protector. Uh, these are all things that are the antithesis of safety. Right. So they're the opposite of safety. And what have we been teaching Americans and Australians and people in the UK? We've been teaching them, especially since the coronavirus, that actually all these virtues that have kept societies functional and strong and moving forward are completely secondary to safety. Safety is actually the most important thing. No one can die of COVID. That's it. And if you go against that claim, you are evil. You don't care for human life. You don't care about anything. And you need to be segregated out of society. And so they've used that, that staple of the idea of safety, which is an impossible standard. We're never safe. One of the, it's an impossible standard. They walked down in the United States when we had fewer than 500 cases. There was, so my friend told me this, Jordan Fultz, he said the most moment he realized we were in trouble was when the standard, the precedent for locking down the entire country was 500 cases. He said, we'd never get below that. That everyone who was saying, you know, uh, six weeks, to flatten the curve. He was like, that's not going to happen. He's like, there will always be more than 500 cases. And so he was dead on. He's like, that's why I was fighting it from the start. We've prioritized safety and, and as a, as the ultimate virtue, which it's not a virtue. It's, it's the opposite of virtues. It's the Absolutely. opposite of virtues. You should seek adversity. You should, should seek to challenge yourself. You should seek to be courageous in the face of risk. 
Uh, that doesn't mean you should go out and get COVID. I'm not saying that. That's idiotic. But I am saying that you should keep freedom. And, I, and by freedom, I mean the government should not control your life as a, as a, as a priority above this notion that no one can ever die ever again. We're all going to die. Sucks. It is what it is. You know what I mean? If you don't have faith, that's up to you. You can find it. And, uh, but that's part of life. So this notion that, and, and it's, again, it, that when we talk about these man skills, they're directly correlated to that. Because if you had a population of people who felt like they could provide for themselves, who felt like they, they were able to protect, who felt like they could make decisions and have personal responsibility, that's one of the most fundamental, important things in any, any society that remains free is people accepting the concept of personal responsibility, personal which we've responsibility handed over. Is key. And that's why having man skills is important because first of all, the ability to hunt, I think hunting is a man skill. You should know how to hunt. Yeah. You live in a time where, you know, you're thinking I don't need to hunt. I mean, food's provided for me at the grocery store and I buy it, but what if that doesn't, um, what if that doesn't always remain the case? What if the government in its, um, in its infinite tyrannical lack of wisdom decides to take some actions, which completely disrupt the food supply. And you're going to have to be responsible for going out there and getting your own food, literally getting your own food to survive, to eat. You better know how to hunt. You better know how to use a weapon in order to bring down something to feed your family. You know, and if you don't know that, Shame on you, man. As a man, as a man, you got to understand how to take care of business if need be. Hopefully it won't need be. But what if it is? What if you have to go out there and hunt? And, you know, when I was a kid, I went hunting with some of my dad's friends who were serious hunters. I haven't really hunted in years, but I want to go hunt. I want to, you know, uh, get my license here in Canada. You can hunt with bows and arrows. You can hunt with long guns. You can't hunt with handguns. And um, I'm interested in going out there and doing some hunting. I'm actually pretty excited about going and learning how to hunt. I think that's an important man skill. What are your thoughts on hunting uh, as a man skill and the importance of it for men to know how to do it? Again, everything comes down to what keeps me uh, and my family alive, right? And like you said, if shit hits the fan, I need to be able to provide food. It's one of the main things, food, water, shelter. There you go. If I got those three things covered, I'm doing my job. So, um, yeah, again, it all ties into the same overarching kind of theme of if everyone can take care of themselves, it creates a society that is much more independent of handing over rights to government. Exactly. Um, and so being able to hunt, I mean, what can the government take away from you? If we had a whole population of people who could get their own food, could get their own water, could get their, could protect their homes, you know, it, it just inherently puts a sense of restraint on what the government will try and impose. Yeah. Um, Another man's skill, in my opinion, is the ability to uh, maintain your vehicle. Right. I think it's important as men that we should be able to change a tire, that we should be able to change the oil in our car. We should be able to take care of mechanical things in our in our in our vehicles, in the vehicles of our, our women and the members of our family who are older, maybe who right now aren't really able to do that. So when a man can do that, when a man can take care of these things, 
He's somebody that the family can count on. He's somebody that the family can say, hey, this man can take care of transportation. He can take care of protecting us. He can take care of providing for us so we have enough to eat and we've got shelter in place. What are your thoughts on that? I think just being handy in general is pretty much what you're getting at, which is important, right? Like there's a leak. You don't want to just be stuck with water pouring into your house. You want to be able to figure it out. You know, if there's something going on, you want to be able to fix it. God forbid no one else can. Uh, And I think it's good just to be handy in general and just have, you know, you should have tools in your house. If you're a guy and you don't have tools in your house, I think that's a bit, a bit weird. Um, very true. So I think I think any skill is, you know, anything that helps you get through life and helps you take care of your family is a beneficial skill. Um, I mean, like there's guys out there who live in New York. I lived in New York for years. I didn't have a car. Obviously, when I left New York, I started being like, oh, I need a car. I got to figure this out. I got I got to learn about cars. And then I, I started loving cars. Uh, but in Queens, I mean, I just couldn't afford one when I was younger. And I was like 26 when I got my first car or something like that. 20, 24. 26, I can't remember, but it was, uh, it was an Altima. <laughs> Nissan Altima. So being handy in general is very important. Having tools is important. You know, I, I have a bunch of Leatherman multi-tools. I don't have one here to show you, but I've got several of them in, inside of my uh, collection of Leatherman multi-tools. I think at the moment I've got like five different Leatherman multi-tools. I've got other tools that I use. And I think that's really, really important. And, you know, I'm a big knife collector, as you know. So this weekend, I decided I was going to uh, clean and maintain one of my knives, my go-to EDC. So, you know, my go-to EDC has been my uh, zero tolerance 0562 hinderer resign, design carbon fiber. So this is it, right? This is it. And I've had this knife for about almost four years. I'd never cleaned it myself. So I went on YouTube, I watched the disassembly and maintenance video, and I took this knife apart, I cleaned it, and I put it back together again. And I got to tell you, Elon, this knife right now is smoother. It's got better action than it did before I cleaned it. And I did all this, man, and I felt so good about it. See, you hear that satisfying click on the detent, right? And if you if you look at this, I mean, inside of there it was gunky and dirty, and now it, it really isn't mm-hmm. anymore, right? And so here here's the other thing. I don't know. There's still some spots that you know I see I I, I can do a better job of next time and getting getting some things off of there. But check out the you know the 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 drop shutty action, right? It it it's falling back drop shut again, and the fact that I was able to do this made me feel like I'm a man. I've got skills. You know what I'm saying? I can take a knife apart. I can put it back together again and make it work better. And that's the sort of thing that makes me feel that I've got the ability to get things done. I'm a countable, reliable man. And a man with man skills is a countable, reliable man. And that's what our society needs. It needs men to be countable and reliable. That way, we've got a strong society. That way, if, if a nation like China decides that, hey, we're going to have no more sissy men in movies. We're just going to have strong men in movies. We're going to have manly education. You know, if we, from the grassroots, start to do the same thing in our society, if it ever comes down to war between China and the West, and I hope it never does, then our men will be able to hold their own. But if our men are a bunch of early men, sissies with no skills whatsoever, 
you know, a society and a culture with manly men, with rough men, with tough men, with men with skills is going to run roughshod over these weaklings. I don't even think they need to have a physical war. I don't think that's the game plan anymore anyway. If you can get a society to go against absolute truth in the way that we have, then you inevitably, I mean, look look at the movements nowadays. They, the country destroys itself from within. It's, it's in progress. You have people burning the American flag en masse, saying it now represents white supremacy. I'm not talking about the Confederate flag. I'm talking about the American flag is being promoted as a white supremacist flag. You have people saying that religion is terrible across the whole country, which is a kind of foundational thing in the United States, that we did have a separation of church and state, but we were a primarily Judeo-Christian country that relied on these ethics, and they're turned on their head. Uh, you look at most things, as freedom of speech, 60% of millennials don't believe in, in freedom of speech. They believe in that the right to not be offended should supersede the right to offend. 60% uh, of Americans now self-censor and feel like they have to hold back their, their views. So, and again, gun rights are always under attack in the United States. So we, the way to destroy America, America is strong when it's attacked. America is weak when it's left to its own devices to destroy itself from, from within because its institutions have been completely corrupted with you know this extreme ideology that there's no such thing as absolute truth, that everything is morally relative and that you know, gender is a social construct. So once gender becomes a social construct, if you can convince, yeah, and I, I talk about this I a know lot. It's not. Gender's biology. I don't care what anybody says. Listen, if somebody feels that, you know, they were born a man and they want to transition into being a woman and they want to go through the process and have the surgery and all that stuff, more power to them. I, I, sure, I, 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 believe, agree. In free, I believe in freedom, knock yourself out, do whatever you want to do. But this has now been turned into something where unscrupulous men, because it's mostly men that are doing it, are taking mm -hmm. advantage of the craziness in our society and they're entering women's sports so they can win. I mean, that, that, it's that, worth that's a messed up individual who's doing that to take advantage over biologically weaker females. It's crazy. They're going into prisons. They're sending male rapists to female prisons. That's where we are today. In California, a male rapist who identified as female just impregnated his female cellmate. In the UK, there was a male rapist who was put in prison. Anyone can go on Snopes and see this if they don't believe me. And Snopes is not some far-right conspiracy website. It's Snopes. They can go see that man raped 24 women in prison before being removed or sexually assaulted. And uh, it's happened in other parts of the United States. So they, if you can get a population to believe that, that it's okay to put men who are rapists in female prisons. You can get a population to do anything. It's you can insane. get a population to destroy itself. It's insane. So that's, but, but you see, yeah. the, the, whole, the whole thing is that we're, we're living in a time where dark forces, forces from without, are looking to weaken us as a country. Weaken us as, as, as a culture, because, you know, I'm in Canada, I'm not in the United mm -hmm. States. And what they're doing is they're using wedge I'm in Canada issues. too, by the way. Yeah, they're using wedge, wedge issues. I know that. Wedge issues to drive people apart from one another. And what they're doing is they're wanting to make the people divided. Divide and conquer is as old as time itself. Uh, my own personal belief is that this is not something that's that's happening spontaneously. In, it is something that's directed. 
there was a uh, former KGB agent that said that the KGB had put programs together where they could take a, a stable society within six weeks, bring it to the point of crisis. I mean, you think about that, six weeks, bring it to the point of crisis, subverted from within. And that's what's happening in the West right now. Unfortunately, there's people that are going along with it. It's difficult to get the entire population to see it. And I think that's a problem. But let's go back to man skills, because this is a political conversation. It's a man skills conversation, okay? So we're talking about man skills. And we've talked about some man skills that you and I have that are important for men to have. Um, I think another man skill that a man's got to be able to, to have is the ability to survive. So survival skills. You got to be able to, you know, if shit hits the fan, as it were, go out into the into the wilderness and survive. You, sh you need to be able to find shelter there. You need to be able to set up uh, a system to have warmth. You need to be able to yeah. hunt food. You need to be able to take care of yourself and the people that care about you. I think survival skills are vastly underrated. I want to know what your thoughts are on survival skills. No, I'm in full agreement. Again, it's it, it all comes back to uh, provide shelter, provide food, provide water. Right. So survival skills directly connect to providing shelter, providing food, providing water, uh, knowing how to, all the things we're talking about, knowing how to use a gun, knowing how to use a knife, knowing how to use your hands. Those are all things that if you don't know how to start a fire, it's, it's going to be tough for you. Uh, it gets real cold sometimes at night. Um, sure you can't cook your food. Um, so these are things that a lot of people like a life of comfort is sometimes dangerous because you have to seek out, you know, these skills and you go, why am I learning to do this? I have a comfortable life. I have a, a stove. I have an oven. I don't need this. Uh, but you don't know that you'll always have that. You don't know where things are, are going to be, uh, in the future. And so comfort like is the said, enemy of long-term success. Comfort is the enemy of success comfort is the enemy of victory comfort is the enemy of living a life well lived comfort is the enemy period if you're seeking comfort and you're a man you're screwed you're screwed you need to be seeking discomfort you need to be seeking things that challenge you and part of the reason why man skills are important is because man skills challenge you to learn how to do things, to adapt, to overcome, and to improvise, and to be able to get out there and win. You know, that's that's a line from Clint Eastwood in the movie Heartbreak Ridge. You adapt, you overcome, you improvise. And that's what every man needs to learn how to do. Comfort sucks, man. Like, I am not a fan of comforts. I mean, yeah, a little bit of comfort, sure. Like, when you and I are done here today, I've got some... Uh, you, you, you know, some pepperettes. I'm going to eat, chew on a couple pepperettes. I'm going to watch Sons of Anarchy, you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to relax. I'm going to enjoy myself, but that's not been the most of my day. I got up at a quarter to six this morning. Uh, I, I got on, on, uh, on zoom. Uh, I have a call every day, Monday through Friday with a man who's half my age, who's mentoring me in cryptocurrency and investing in cryptocurrency and learning about that. So that's what I started to do. Then I worked out. Then I went to the office, ran my Battle Brothers group, did that, had a meeting, had another meeting, you know, had another meeting, and then I had a coaching call with one of my coaches, had some dinner, and now I'm here. That's not a comfortable day. 
You know what I mean? That's an action-packed day. Maybe too much action was packed into that day. But nonetheless, I much prefer that rather than, oh, okay, I get up today at 10 o'clock or whatever the hell I want. I sit down. I don't do anything. I stuff my face. Screw that. I want to be uncomfortable because when I'm uncomfortable, I'm stronger. I'm tougher. Iron sharpens iron. And the iron that sharpens you as a man is the iron of discomfort. I agree. Yeah, I'm always trying to seek uh, seek challenges for myself. I'm in the same. All way. right, show us a couple of your guns, man. Bring them over here. Tell us about these guns. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm going to need a couple minutes. Okay, I'll go get a few. Go get a few guns. Well, look, while we're waiting for Elon, you know, this episode is super important as far as I'm concerned because this is an episode that's going to force you as a man to look yourself in the eye in the mirror and ask yourself a question. Okay, very powerful question. What's worth living for? And what's worth dying for? These two questions come from one of my mentors by the name of Owen Williams. And they're very powerful questions because they force you to think deeply about that which matters to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome, bro. So talk about this one. You can see the gun's empty. Just important to show that it's empty, bolts back. What? So yep. this is just uh, this is what I was saying earlier. This is a uh, I have a bunch of guns. I mean, I only brought a few just because I uh, I didn't and safety's on, you know. But this is one right here, good for hunting. Okay, Stand looks here. like a nice nice self defense empty tool out. as well. Yeah, empty. You can see it's empty. Yeah, nothing in. There's nothing in. Right. So right here, this is a very good uh, self-defense handgun. Uh, which handgun is Springfield this? Armory. Springfield Armory XDM Elite. It's the OSP version, which allows you to put a sight on here. I, just, I like the iron sights. I just marked the iron sights. I don't know if you could see right here. They're red. I made it red instead. I used a special nice. marker. This is just one of them right here. This is one of my favorite guns currently. It, the reason I like it is because it's a it's a carbine, but it folds. It fits in a laptop bag. I'm going to be upgrading it soon. So, like you said, you know, I like to actually upgrade my guns and mess with my guns, take them apart, see what I can improve. So, I'm going to be changing the bolt on the gun. It opens again. See, there's nothing in there. It's empty. Right. Not loaded. Okay, so there's uh, there's this one. This one's really cool because I have my sights, but I can turn it and then use my uh, my red dot. And again, when I'm done with it, super compact, goes away. Nine millimeter, really that. good caliber. So that's a foldable carbine. Yeah, it's like a city carbine. It's called, and you can put an extended magazine in here, which is sick. Um, nice. So. God bless America and the Second Amendment. That's all I've got to say. I have a lot more guns. Yeah, I don't know if I should bring all of them out. It doesn't make sense. I'm buying an AK-47. Um, but I, I like guns not only for that. I like guns as kind of, uh, it, it's something, because gun safety is so important to me. It's like, even now they're placed on the table. They're always aimed away. I always make sure that I only put the magazine in. I have some that are, are loaded with around and 
uh, ready to go. And that's, you know, but that's an everyday carry and the safety's on. And, you know, those are ready to go in case someone breaks in my house. One of the main things you don't want to do is have to rack a slide when someone comes in your house. They'll hear you, right? So you pull the gun back and snap it back. Boom. They're going to hear that. They're going to know where you are and they're going to know you have a gun. Right. You heard how that bolt just hit on the gun when I pulled it back. You heard that snap when I pushed it down. So that you don't want a, a criminal breaking into your house to hear that. You want to come out. The gun was on safety. You can easily push the safety out. They don't hear anything. And then you can just shoot them. You don't have to worry about it. Because um, you never want to give away your position and that you're armed. So it's just little things like that that people have to learn. And they also have to learn gun safety if they're going to have a gun. I think a lot of people can be irresponsible with guns. And that's why part of the reason is also teaching. I think you were talking about a man's skills, teaching younger people how to use guns. Isn't teaching younger people how but, to uh, use I guns. I have a bunch. Everybody should know. It's not just men. Every single person should know how to use a gun. Um, and uh, so, like I said, I, I collect them. I have a lot of them. Uh, and I can always give recommendations if someone's like, what kind of gun should I get for, for my house? And I'm not comfortable shooting a gun. If you're not comfortable shooting a gun, start off with a 22. A really good gun. I'll go get it. Give me a second, Nikki. I love it, man. I love I love that Elon's talking about gun safety. I just took uh, a couple of gun safety courses here in Canada for both uh, uh, long guns and for handguns. And I'll tell you, it was great to do that because I'm very aware of, of how important gun safety is. You know, if you're not responsible around guns, you could hurt yourself or someone else or God forbid, even, even end a life with a gun. So it's very important to understand gun safety, to practice good gun safety, because that way you get to not end someone's life. You get to not injure someone, including possibly yourself. Cool. Okay, Elon. Empty. Yeah, as you can see, empty. I don't know if you guys can see it's empty, but I'm manually checking it. You can put your finger in there to check also. There's yeah. gunpowder on this. I haven't cleaned it. A lot of them have gunpowder. I have to clean my guns. Okay, magazine's empty. Uh, safety's on. Good. And then that's the Ruger Mark IV. It's a really nice gun. It comes with the Picatinny rail on it. So you could just put a red dot on it. It's super easy. You'll be able to do it yourself. Then you'll just have to sight it. It's 22. It has no recoil. It's pretty much like shooting up. Pew, pew, pew. Like you don't feel like you're doing anything. Airsoft. Uh, really, really nice gun. And just the rules of having a gun. Don't point them at anyone unless you want to shoot that person. Treat every gun like it's loaded. Even now I manually check the gun. My finger will never go on the trigger. Even though I know the safety's on. And I know that it's not loaded. I will still never point it at anyone. It's always going to be pointed away from people. And my hand will not go on the trigger, my finger, until I'm ready to shoot somebody or something. Those are the only times I'm putting my finger on the trigger. And the only times I'm pointing it at someone, I will literally point it straight down at the ground and move. And, you know, if I have to, I will not point it at anyone, even knowing it's not loaded. No, man, it's crazy um, to do that. It's a bad habit to get into to do that. It goes against gun safety to point a gun loaded or not at anybody. And you should never do that. Um, no, people are irresponsible though. Sometimes like even at the range, like they'll just move it because they're holding it. People don't, they forget, you know what I mean? You always have to realize with a gun, part of the good thing about teaching people guys is the it's tremendous discipline that comes along with owning one. And like you said, you have to clean it. Like, so the Ruger Mark IV is actually the easiest gun to clean because you could just pull it right off. Open. I just stripped it, so I have to clean this gun anyway. But like, uh, if I just touch here, it should be pretty dirty. I don't know if you guys can see all the yeah, 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 I can see it. Carbon, whatever. 
you know, I'm here's, reassemble. What? here's what I'm liking about you bringing these guns out and opening them up like this. So number one is you're, you're demonstrating that you've got some man skills with guns. You know, you're comfortable around guns. You understand gun safety, but it also shows me that you're responsible enough to want people to know about guns and know how to use guns. And that's powerful. That's a man skill in and of itself. A very important man skill is to teach the next generation. Teaching the next generation how to do how to handle a gun, how to handle a knife, how to clean a gun, how to clean a knife, you know, how to uh, mechanically take care of a car, how to have uh, survival skills in the wilderness, how to cook outdoors, how to cook, period, how to hunt. All these things are important skills to pass along to the next generation. And an important man skill is to be the kind of man who can teach young men and elevate them and show them what it takes to be a man, to be a successful man, and be a man with man skills. I think that in and of itself is a man skill. I agree with you, yeah. And like you said, also being able to, kids, I think you look at young boys, they have a need to, I, I was like this, I had a need to deconstruct everything. Like I wanted to take things apart and understand them. And then maintaining things is part of that. Like if, if you don't take care of your house and you let your house fall apart, if you let your guns fall apart, if you let your things fall apart, you don't really have pride in anything. I think that's a really important skill also. Just being able to maintain things is a hugely important skill. Whatever it is, like you bought it or you made it, you better know how to take care of it so that it lasts. Uh, 100%. 100%. And, uh, you know, I really like that you brought your guns uh, on the show. I really like that you showed us what, what these guns look like. I really like that you talked about gun safety. I like that you actually you know, field stripped one of your guns here and, and, and you ran your finger through it and you said, yeah, I'm going to clean this up. I think that's fantastic, man. That, that's an example of a man who takes pride in men in having man skills, utilizing those man skills. And Elon, it's one of the, the many things that I really admire about you, brother. So Thank you, kudos, bro. kudos, kudos. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet, man. So Elon, let's, um, let's wrap up the show. And sure. let's wrap up the show by tying all this back into being a sovereign man. Why is having man skills make you a sovereign man, a man with dominion over himself? For the very reasons we've been saying, if you can take care of, of yourself and you can take care of your family, then you have dominion over yourself. And again, you're, you're self, self-reliant. You're not relying on others. It's just a victim versus... Uh, What's the, what's the word? Like a, someone who's self-capable. Victim just, versus yeah, victor. Victor. That's the right word. Yeah. I rather perceive myself as a victor, but that's not going to happen unless I take action to actually be a victor. Um, and so having these skills involves taking action. It involves actually putting in the time. It doesn't happen. You don't become a victor by accident. Put it that way. So I think everything we're talking about today are things that lead you to become a victor, not a victim. Um, and in every situation, like you said, self-defense, hand-to-hand, forget the guns, just being able to use your hands. You can't use your hands and someone approaches you. You're not going to be confident in that situation. You're relying on not having experienced something and then hoping you can handle yourself in that situation. I want to immerse myself into every possible experience so that I know that when something similar comes up, oh, I've been here before. I know I can handle this. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You need your 10,000 hours, really, not just in the things that you do for a living, you need your 10,000 hours and the skills that matter to you and are important to you to be successful in life as a man. Now, 
you might not be able to put 10,000 hours into 30 different things because, you know, that's a lot of hours, but you could probably put in a couple hundred hours into certain things. And that'll be enough, maybe not to make you a world-renowned expert, but to at least make you conversant with that skill, conversant with the ability to field strip a gun, to use a gun, to shoot a gun, to engage in gun safety, to, you know, maintain a knife and to disassemble it and clean it to go out there and hunt, to go out there and change your tire on your car, change the oil, to go out there and pitch a tent if you need to engage in wilderness survival. And those things really, to me, speak to being a sovereign man, because as you said, a sovereign man who has dominion over himself is a self-sufficient man, is a man who can take care of himself. Having man skills epitomizes sovereignty for a man. And I got to tell you, Elon, this has been a really fun conversation. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the back and forth banter that we had because that's always great. I enjoyed that, you know, I, you and I are like brothers. That's fantastic. But the part I love the best, man, was when you brought the guns out, brother, and I got to see those guns. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're going to have to make sure you bring out some more guns. Oh, yeah, buddy. That's it. That's it, man. That's awesome. So when you, when put you them get, away, though. yeah, when you get the AK, definitely bring that on the show. We'd love to have you uh, talk about that and some of the things that you're doing with it. I think that's fantastic stuff. And, and I'll tell you this, man, having you come on these shows, we should just do a gun episode. You know what I mean? Where we just have you come and show guns. We should just do a knife episode where we both bring our knives and we talk about the knives and what we do with them. So why don't we make sure that oh, we did do I that. Do this? Yeah, please. There's Elon, man, bringing something for us to see. Oh, God, look please, at that, please. eh? Double-headed axe. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, it's, it's, you know, Damascus doesn't really exist anymore, not by the true sense, but it, it's like Damascus style. They always they say, like, modern-day Damascus is just kind of an imitation of real Damascus, but, yeah. I mean, still pretty awesome. Dude, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I mean, you you look like you're a you're a miniature Viking with that thing in your hand, you know, go, going into the Viking ships and going out there to plunder the English countryside with, with your two headed axe, brother. No, but seriously, let's do some episodes with guns, with knives, with swords, and let's really get into it because I really think th th those will be really fun episodes, and we can talk to the folks that listen and watch this particular show about how to, you know, pick a good knife, to pick a good sword, you know, uh, pick a good gun, frankly, if you're in a jurisdiction sure. where it's legal to have that gun. I think that's going to be fun. I think a lot of men are, are going to really enjoy that. So let's make sure that we do that. Okay. Uh, I absolutely think we should talk about all that stuff because a lot of people just don't know and they don't know where to go for uh, to answer their questions. And like, it, it's really good just to, to have a little bit of information that people can watch and say, okay, well now I'm not completely lost. It might give them the confidence to go pick up. A sure. Gun. You know what? And let's, let's have you field strip a, a gun on the show and I'll field strip a knife on the show as well so that we can teach people how to do that. I think that's going to be really, really great. Each yeah. gun is field stripped differently though. I, I know we're going to talk about it as you do it. So people learn about it. I think that's going to be really great. So, right. so here's the thing, my man, um, 
as you can see, Elon, feels great. So, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> We've got Sovereign Man gear now. The website is up, sovereignman.ca. You've got this beautiful hat. You got this really kick-ass Sovereign Man t-shirt. So listen, man, if you're checking out this show and you like the gear that I'm sporting, you know, support us. Go on the website, purchase a hat, purchase a shirt, you know, support the cause. Listen, we're here to help you as men be the best version of yourselves. And the only way you're going to be the best version of yourselves is if you're consuming this kind of content, you're part of this movement, and you are helping support the cause of helping men be proud of being masculine men again. Okay? And that's important for you to do, listeners. So make sure you do that. Elon, isn't this a, a, a badass-looking logo? That we I love it. I saw it. I saw it earlier. Remember when you were coming up with it? I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, man. It's been a lot of fun, Elon. Thanks a lot, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.